The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Yeah, dogs. Dogs. Diggity dog. Bum diggity gonna back you up. Um, Welcome to the Sisters Grim Podcast. I realized that the last <laughs> episode we didn't even like introduce ourselves. It's fine. But like, what if someone was like, you know, what would hey be guys. a great episode yeah. to start out on? BTK. Wait, You're who right. the fuck? I mean, it does say literally with Holly and Morgan. But Bloomberg. they don't know what, who the hell our voices are. Yeah, they don't know who the hell our voices are. Who the hell are our voices? Who the hell is your voice? My what? voice is Morgan. Mine is Bradley Whitford. <laughs> so, getting back to... Still not going to say who you are. Cool. Yeah, no, I am Leave Schreiber. You wish. Yeah, no, I know. I'm Qui-Gon Jinn. I wish. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I am Mace Windu. Okay, I'm Holly Freeberg, and sitting next to me is the I'm beautiful... I said who I was, girl. Well, Morgan sitting next to me, we... Her and us so nice. We introduced her twice. Aww. So, um, I just kind of wanted to start off the bat, is what I almost just said. I um, I just want to start the bat off with... I just um, want to start off this bat with talking about... I've been watching a lot of horror films lately. Of course. And um, I watched one... I forget what it was called. It was very good. Oh, it was called... Uh, <laughs> Uh, ready uh-huh. or not? It has the girl who's from the babysitter, and she looks literally exactly oh, like Margot didn't Robbie. Didn't it just come out? It came out very recently. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Speaking of which, Adam, would Brody. you want to watch it chapter two tonight? Um, does Dawson have a creek? Whoop, whoop. Okay, cool. We'll do that after. This. So yes, please. Yes, please. Um, it's so good. Uh. Bill Hader is so fucking funny in that movie. Um, but yeah, the, uh, ready or not, I would suggest, just as like a little quick, you know, Holly watched some horror movies and she thought maybe if you guys are thinking of some more movies you want to watch, I have okay. this list of things. You know what movie I really want to go see? What is that? Uh, oh, it's called Knives Out. Have you heard about that? It's uh, like a crime, or it's like a true, or it's like crime. Um, what's that called? A murder mystery movie. Oh, that's interesting. It has Jamie Lee Curtis. Huh. Freaking! It has the kid from It, the one who plays Billy, but like little Billy, little Billy Willy won't go. And home. then it also has um, Bill? Daddy Daniel Craig. Hi. And it has another really famous actor that I cannot think of. And it also it has a lot of it has it's like a lot of big name people. And I was watching this interview with Jamie Lee Curtis and she was basically saying she's like I heard Daniel Craig signed on and I said I'm in. Shut <laughs> up. And I was like the I love, same. I love stories like that where they're like I didn't even read the 
script, I heard so-and-so was on. Yeah. So I also watched this movie yesterday called Excision, which has... Um, frick, her name was just off the tip of my tongue. She was on 90210. Uh, Shailene Woodley? No, Annalyn oh, McCord. She's not even in Annalyn McCord? Is it the one where she, like, she, eats herself or something weird like she that? She kind of... Yeah, it's very weird. It was the trippiest movie. And she looks like crap. And I won't ruin anything, but I would suggest watching it. Wait, I feel like I know what movie you're it's talking It's really about. messed up. Um, the little boy, well, he's not little in this, but the boy, Jeremy Sumter from Peter Pan oh is in God, it. Oh my God, he's so it's, hot. It was an, it's an older movie. It's from like when she was probably on in 902. Yeah. I think I know the movie you're talking about, but I just can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Um, also, I watched this movie today called The Triangle. And it's about like a cult. Cool. Pretty cool. Let's jump into uh, let's go, BTK. Yeah, let's do BTK. BLT. B BLTs. The bacon, lettuce, and tomato killer. I could eat a bacon, lettuce, and tomato killer bacon, right now. Bacon, lettuce. So <laughs> we left off with dinner, dinner Raider, Dennis Raider's childhood. Yeah, and we which talked- was. Quite yucky. Yeah, it was pretty yucky. Remember, guys, he would murder cats and then fuck their corpses. No. No? He would murder cats and dogs, and then he would jerk off onto their corpses. Yeah. I so mean, gross. And we don't need to, like, mm-hmm. pull strings, but, yeah, equally both are disgusting, for sure. Um, so, his first killings were in 1974, but, like we said before was somehow undetected for 30 years. He had cooling off periods and loved communicating with the newspapers and police, and he loved taunting them of the horrible crimes he committed, telling them details only the killer would know. Uh, As we learned from last episode, Dennis had been fantasizing about killing people for years before he actually made his first move. He was a peeping Tom and would occasionally break into people's homes while Noah was there, And but, I mean, he was chickened out when it came to, like, doing the actual damn thing. Right. Uh, but Raider was very methodical when it came to choosing his victims. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about BTK to begin with, but this is the only serial killer where I've heard of this happening where he stalked his victims for weeks. Ooh. And, like, multiple victims at uh, the same intense. time. Yeah, he That's, would, like, out of a movie. Yeah, he literally learned their routines. He knew when they would come home from work or if they were, like, dropping off their kids or when they would be out. Um, He would see if it, like, when it was women, obviously, he wanted to make sure they lived alone. Or if there was a man in the house, the man wouldn't be home when they, like, attacked um, because he saw them, obviously, as problematic and getting away. And his motive, obviously, was always attacking women. Yeah. So... Last episode, I briefly mentioned Raider's timeline, uh, like, vis-a-vis what he was doing um, during the killings, but without getting into the killings. So, kind of, I talked about, you know, his childhood and Mm -hmm. then the mask he wore that everyone else (laughs) saw. Yeah. And literally, literally, he wore a mask. The creepiest fucking mask. Google it. It literally is the creepiest picture ever. It is fucking creepy. So, also... It's, like, out of a night. It's scarier than, like, any... Bask in any horror movie that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this movie, people have probably seen it, I think it's on Hulu, it's called The Clove Hitch Killer, mm. and it is based off of BTK a thousand percent, because BTK used clove hitch not, uh, knots. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of 
like differences obviously in it but uh dylan mcdermott plays like the btk killer no you wouldn't think so he like grew a paunch for it and to be like gross looking kind of sorry i have to sneeze so bad it's really throwing me off weird brag um i'm sick yeah it's okay so like how in 1974 he started working for ADT installing security alarms, mm. he uh, would sometimes install these alarms specifically for people who were afraid of BTK breaking into their homes. That's crazy. Which he was disgusting and <sighs> yeah. loved. Um, I know we'll probably get into it, but wasn't he one of those guys to like John Wayne Gacy who like hung out with the cops? He, uh, yeah. But he didn't, like, go as far as, like, hanging out at cop bars and stuff like that, I right? don't think, no, he didn't go that far, but he liked being in a uniform, so that usually is. And, I mean, like, he was in constant contact, which I'll talk about in part three. My um, nose is like, literally Like, he was dripping. constantly, stop bragging. Oh, my God, I'm so sick. Should we be doing the podcast if you're yeah, going to be Sniffles Magoo over there? Sorry, everyone, but you're going to get BTK with the side of my nose. Hashtag. Okay. Um, moving on, dot com. Moving uh, on. Um, so, cop people yeah, and so, BTK. Yeah, he, uh, he like, that's why he the police. was... <laughs> you know, cop people. You know. They're just like us. So... Tallahassee's um, finest. Wait, is that where he was from? Who? Tallahassee. Him? Yeah. No, he's from Wichita. Wichita. I get Slash, the two mixed well, up because they're both like, you know, killed, fun names. He killed women. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying Wichita and I love saying Park City. Tallahassee. Oh, Tallahassee. Okay. Anywho. Uh, Be-bop-ba-dee-bop-boo. So, Ooh. first killer, the kills that we're going to start with. He, like, really started out with a bang. Yeah. Um, I mean, he went I don't know. hard. I mean, he had been, like... Horny for it. For years. Yeah. Very long time. So, uh, Joseph Otero, 38 years old. Julia Otero, Julie Otero, my apologies, 34. And their four children, Charlie, who was 15, Danny, 14, Carmen, 13... Josie, 11, and Joey, 9, had just moved from Puerto Rico uh, to Wichita. Um, Joseph Otero, they wanted to get out of Puerto Rico, and he was good with airplanes, and Wichita at the time had a really booming airplane something going mm-hmm. on. So he, like, found a job and, you know, was able to, you know, provide for his family and everything, and uh, they were living that American dream. So uh, Dennis knew uh or well he took extensive notes like he saw uh one day uh julie and josie pulling into the driveway and he like immediately became obsessed Mm -hmm. um a lot of people say that that's strange that he like he because most people i feel like try to kill randomly not like people that they actually like are in cahoots with not cahoots but just constantly around what do you mean? Wait, how did he find the family? Oh, because he stalked them. He literally saw them and was like... Where did he see them? They, he was just, like, driving by, and he oh, lived in the okay. area, and he saw well, right. them and got, like... was It's like when you see someone attractive somewhere, but he... Yeah. But instead, he was like... 
that family. I'm going to start stalking this woman and her daughter. And so he started taking notes um, and knew Julie and Josie's routine. He knew exactly when Josie was taken to school and he knew exactly how long it took for Julie to drive home after dropping off her daughter. He also made a note that the husband, Joseph, left around 8 a.m. And obviously he did not want to confront the husband, so he decided he would enter the home around 8.20, just a little before Julie was to return home. He knew the younger son would be home, but he wasn't fussed about it. He knew he could kill the little boy, but he didn't (sighs) want to do anything with him. He wanted the little girl. I got for this... But the little girl was at school when he came? No, I'm... A little, I don't know exactly the timeline for that, like, because they, they say that she left to take them to school. Maybe they left at, like, 845 or something. I don't know. But he knew that he had a window, obviously, like, in between when um, the husband left and uh, Julie was taking the kids to school. Mm-hmm. And so he was going to come, because the, the older kids obviously were in junior high high school and so they had like a very like they had different routines like yeah. dad left at one time um also they had two family cars which uh, plays an important role okay. in knowing this um so on january 15th on 1974 however the otero's morning schedule was not what raider had been expecting Ooh. the otero's like i just said had two cars but on this day they were down to one because joseph had gotten into a car accident leaving him with some broken ribs, so he was staying home from work, which obviously Raider was not expecting. So Joseph dropped off his three oldest kids at school and then came back home to Julie and Josie and Joey. Um, Early that morning, Raider packed up his stuff, including his creepy-ass mask, Uh which he... Yeah. Um, And he parked several blocks away from the Otero house and entered the property through the backyard... Um, where he noticed that there were dog prints, but he didn't see the dog. Dogs were something he was also very paranoid about because they bark, yeah. obviously. Give you away. And, they, and a lot of dogs can kill you if, you know. Yeah, if they're like a bigger dog, but I mean. Or if they're like trained to do that. He you did, don't know who's like ex-military. Exactly. Dog, a dog. Yeah, you don't know what this an, dog's a, background is. You don't know if this dog served his country. He fought in Afghanistan. Well, before that, Lucky probably, the dog. if this is the 70s. Lucky the dog. Oh, yeah, no, he was in Because this Korea? dog now, dead. Oh, this, oh, yeah, Lucky's dead, but at least he didn't die here. Okay. Uh, no you, doggo? You, you don't have to look it up. The dog doesn't die. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, For anyone who's ever wondering, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before. I think we have. I'm sure that um, times. If you're ever watching a movie and you're scared if the dog is going to die or not, but don't want to ruin the movie for you, just literally Google does the dog die.com. Yeah. And or type just, in the movie and they'll just, just say if it does or doesn't. Mm-hmm. So at least you'll be ready for it. It used to literally just be yes or no. They've added a lot of other things. Like, does the cat die? Is there a suicide? Is there, um, Oh, I just want to know about the dog. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I only care if there's a dog. Otherwise surprise me, but I need to know if the dog's dying. Yeah, like spoiler alert, the movie Crawl, dog lives. Woohoo! Oh yeah, that movie was good. That movie was spoiler like spoiler alert, Halloween one, the dog dies and it makes me sad every time. Yeah, that makes me Halloween one. Out. <laughs> the first Halloween. When I was younger I didn't realize he like broke the dog's neck. I literally thought yeah. he took like a chomp out of the dog. 
Hmm. I don't know. So, um, any Again, sorry, I didn't see the dog. Um, oh, I was going to say before. So he saw what looked like dog footprints. <laughs> I mean. Doggy prints. I think it's pretty easy to tell the difference. I don't think it was a raccoon. Unless it was a little dog. It could have been like I, They a didn't say what kind of gerbil. dog Lucky was. But, I mean, whatever. Um, so I got my information for this episode. Like I said before, I got it all from that John Douglas book on last, the last episode because he gained the, he got all of Raider's journals and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this episode, I read but the book um, Bind, Torture, Kill, The Inside Story of BTK, and because it kind of chronologically goes through... The serial killer the, next door. The murders. The serial killer. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of books about... BTK, obviously. Oh, Ooh. shit. Sorry, I dropped something. <laughs> um, I was realizing, though, because I have so many old, like, true crime books, and, uh-huh. like, he's never mentioned in them because no one knows. But then I was like, Whoa. you'd think maybe, I mean, they talk well, about Well, they, they say BTK, right? Or they just don't say no, his name? No, he's, like, not even, like, mentioned. Oh, I mean, he weird. may be in some, but, like, none of them I've seen. Right. Um, so, right, we were back to the dog. Um, Dogs. So, anyways. Mindhunter kind of touches on this because uh, Raider would sometimes kill dogs. Mm. Or actually, I don't. I mean, that maybe. Um, but like, I remember in the show, he killed a dog. And like in the show, that he like, I don't know. I just remember dogs. Like, Wait, did I miss that? Do- I haven't finished the second season yet. <sighs> no, that was like in all the cold opens of the other one. Mm. But like how, like how he saw um, like older men being home. Mm-hmm. He saw them as a threat, obviously. So... The garage door had been left open of the Otero house, and he walked in, and he tried opening the back door, but it was locked, and so he took out his hunting knife, and he cut the telephone cord. He heard the back door open, and he pulled out his gun and saw Joey with the family dog, and the dog hated strangers and started barking immediately, and Raider pushed Joey and the dog into the kitchen, um, like, to shut the dog Did up. Did he have a gun or just a knife? A gun. Oh. That's why I said gun. Um, but he had knives, too. I mean, he yeah. had he had his... Torture I, for, I get... He calls it something. It's his something His go kit. bag. He has a lot of fucking stupid names oh, for right. sure. And you're gonna... I forgot he's super douchey about it. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, he was surprised. Is he see... dead? No. He is Ooh. in El Dorado Correctional State Facility in... He's gotta be old. Kansas, yeah, he's pretty old. Um, I forget how. I think he was born in forty nine, mm-hmm. if I recall from the last episode. So he's like, s- he's probably 70. in his sixties. He's like seventy, probably something like that. Um, yeah, he'd be twenty years younger than Granddad, who's ninety. Yeah, because he was born in twenty nine. <laughs> Hashtag Granddad. Hashtag our Granddad turned ninety. <laughs> and so, anywho's all. Um. So he pointed the gun at, I think, Joseph or Joey, I don't remember, um, and told them to put the dog in the backyard so it would stop barking. Um, The older Otero children eventually got home from school and they saw their dog outside, which was like an immediate like red flag for them because the family would never have left Lucky outside. And especially... Lucky was alive and outside? Yeah. He was just, like, outside and being a dog. Um, But, like, it was January and it was, like, really, really cold. So, yeah. Um, It's pretty sad. 
Um, when they got inside the house, they found their mother's purse and their father's wallets, like the contents all, um, all over the kitchen. They ran upstairs to their parents' bedroom and found them dead with their hands tied behind their backs. And how old were they? Uh, the parents. No, the people who found them. The kids yeah. were 15, 14, and 13. Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah, the oldest brother, Charlie, he called the police from a neighbor's house. Um, and around 4 p.m., the police arrived and told the children to stay outside. But Charlie told the police to look out for his younger siblings because they were going to be coming home from school. And he didn't want them to, like, see Come their in. parents. And he wanted to, like, explain it to them. And, like, he was the oldest brother. Uh-huh. But he was only four, 15? 15, yeah. Um, but the detectives told him that they had found the two children oh, inside no. the house with his parents. Also dead? Yeah. And so they must have had, like, a different school schedule? Damn, yeah, that's yeah. That's really fucked up. Yeah, they had a very different one. Um, so four people found dead in their home in a city where people didn't even, like, lock their doors. Really right. shook the police and the entire city. And the Otero house and land was quickly swarmed by police detectives and lab people who were all, like, shook by what they saw. Because it was fucking disgusting. Yeah. One detective went down to the basement and he found the body of Jesse Otero. She was almost naked and hanging from a noose tied to a sewer pipe with a gag in her and mouth. that's the mom? That's the little girl. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I actually knew that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Josie's hands were tied behind her Jessie. back. Josie. Okay. Josephine, I believe, was her full name. Uh, Her hands were tied behind her back, her ankles were tied, and her knees were bound with cord that wrapped all the way up her body to her waist. Raider had cut her bra and pulled her underwear down to her ankles. How old was she? Eleven. Yeah, and he masturbated onto her panties, like when they were, like, around her ankles. Wait, did, did he leave the underwear there? With his cum on it? Yeah. He was dunced. He didn't know. But, I mean, obviously. Was he a non-secretor? I don't know. I actually read, like, there's debate whether or not that's actually a thing. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not a DNA specialist of any sort of kind, but I, I think I did see something that said that's not real, but honestly, who the fuck knows? Right. So, um... Detective noticed that the killer had used different knots to tie the wrists, ankles, and throats of the victims, and he eventually ran out, and he also used tape. Joe, the um, Joseph Otero, was found in his bedroom next to his bed. Raider had tied up Joe's wrists and put two shirts in a plastic bag over... Oh, this is Joey. I'm sorry. Um, this is the little boy who was found. Uh, he was found next to his bed in his room. And he had tied his wrists up, and he put two t-shirts in a plastic bag over the boy's head. Ugh. And he used a clothesline uh, tight. Um, so he suffocated to death. Yes. They also found intents in the carpet. I'll t- I talk a little bit more about um, uh, when the police found the bodies yeah. in the next episode, so there'll be more details there. Um they're not great, but, I mean, they're there. Um, they also found indents in the carpet where a chair had been, leading the police to speculate that Dennis had sat and watched Joe die. Probably. Wait, that was the dad or the son? Son. I'm, I meant to wrote Joey. Right, Joey. Okay. All bodies, uh, all four bodies were found. They'd been strangled multiple different times. 
and according to Dennis's confession, he admitted that he didn't know how much pressure to use when strangling someone and didn't know whether he was they were dead after he strangled them or not. So or just he would out. Yeah. And so he would go back and he kept strangling them and strangling them. I also meant to say the the other uh like resource I got this is his actual confession he made to the judge. Yeah. It's fucked up. I mean he completely confesses. It's scary. We'll talk He's about so that next gross. episode. Yeah. It's um so at gunpoint apparently he had tied up Mr. and Mrs. Otero and this was where things get weird about BTK because somehow he had found out that Miss Otero Mr. Otero rather had broken his ribs. So while he was tying them up he tried making Mr. Otero as comfortable as possible, even going as far as to putting a pillow under his head. Hmm. But then he wrapped a bag over his head, tied a cord around his neck, and... So the dad and the son both got killed the same way. Uh, yes. And Mr. Otero tried ripping a hole in the bag, but Raider confessed that he just put another bag over his head, and that's also where he why he would put t-shirts over their heads, too, to make it so that they couldn't it was break through. harder. Yeah. Um, so, um, he did the same thing to Julie Otero as well, but the autopsy report showed that she had bruises on her face as well. After killing the four Oteros, Raider went through the house and did what he called the right hand rule, where he would, which is basically just cleaning up after yourself after killing someone but he had to come up with the name for it so he would go from room to room and clean everything up in terms of being caught yet he masturbated onto the daughter's underwear and left them yeah after that otero or i'm sorry uh raider drove the otero station wagon to a nearby grocery store and he left it there before walking back to his car and drove to a spot he used to go as a kid and he burnt pictures he had drawn while planning to kill the Oteros, along with things he had used to kill the family. However, he did take Mr. Otero's watch, which he would often wear. Huh. Um, obviously, everyone in Wichita was scared as fuck. Yeah. They couldn't comprehend that, that kind of violence coming from a stranger. I yeah. mean, people were not as aware of serial killers. Um, so the police, I'll talk about it a little more in the other episode, but they came up with four possibilities was the killer within the family? Was there any kind of drug connection? Which is a little problematic because they were uh, Latino. Um, Ju- was Julie having an affair and was murdered by an angry lover? Or was the killer just a thief who killed the family to cover his tracks? Like a robbery gone wrong sort of situation. Yeah. Uh, due to the passage of time, we know that all four of these are categorically incorrect. But it was 1974 and serial killers, like I said, were not even in the lexicon. So, they couldn't fathom the idea that, you know, just a stranger would do this just for the joy of killing. But, uh, Raider's kill lust had not been fully satiated yet. He loved giving himself all kinds of nicknames, like I said, and they just get dumber and dumber. And here is a list of other media names that Dennis toyed with, um, before settling on BTK. The Wichita Hangman. The Wichita Strangler. The Bondage Strangler, The Asphyxiator, (laughs) The Garot Phantom, and my personal favorite, The Poetic Strangler. I'm confused by that one. Well, he... Would write poems? 
Yeah, you'll find out next episode. He wrote a lot of poems. He's the lamest they are, killer. They are like he does really fucked up shit, death. but he's lame. Yeah, like no, he's super lame. He's fucked up, but so they're so bad. Yeah, he's they're just not so douchey. Good. Um, like I said, I'll read some later. Uh, you'll also agree. Um, that so, they are bad. Yeah. So uh, now that he had his fancy new nickname, ready. Ready, Dennis. Dennis was ready to strike again, and he started calling his victims his projects. Also fucking disgusting. His next victim was Kathy Bright, who was 21, and her brother Kevin, who was 19. He called this the Lights Out Project. Why are there so many names? Because he Does he have a diary? Dork. Yeah. Or he just tells us all all of this he told to the cops. All this he t- openly told to the cops. He was making it up as he was going along, fucking loser. No, they had the, like, notebooks. They found all of that. I know. Was he Harry at the Spy? Yeah, he's a fucking loser, Morgan. He killed people. Yeah, like, oh. Um, so at the time, Ritter had started stalking Kathy. He confessed that he was tracking several women at once, writing notes, figuring out their schedules... Peeping into the windows to see if they lived alone or not. This would ha- is how he would pick them. If someone he was talking didn't seem like safe enough attack, they didn't apply to the same rules, yeah. he wouldn't go through with it. So there were women who could have been killed, but because they didn't fit his very specific... Yeah, like he like probably had like a live-in boyfriend and like four dogs or something. Yeah, get five dogs. Um Raider had set his sights on Kathy on a day that he was out to lunch with his wife. He had noticed her long blonde hair, and while he and his wife enjoyed their lunch, Dennis fantasized about all the fucked up things he would do to Kathy. She, uh, Kathy, that is, was one of five kids. She loved singing in a trio at church with her sister and a friend. She graduated from graduated rather from high school in 1971. And she only attended one semester at the University of Kansas before she came home because she was really homesick, which I thought was very sweet. Sounds like something I would do. So, yeah, she was super, super close with her family. She was a really smart girl with her entire life in front of her, but Dennis stole that future away from her. So on April 4th, 1979, or 4 rather, uh, Ryder entered Kelly's house and waited for her to come home, and when he she did her 19 year old brother kevin was also there which raider had not been expecting in his confession confession he said that he had no idea that she even had a brother and it really threw him off his game like really really badly um he approached the two and he told them that he was stealing their car because he was wanted in california and needed to drive to new york so he was going to tie them up but he promised he was not going to hurt them he brought them upstairs to a bedroom. There he had Kevin tie Kathy up. He says he doesn't remember, like, if he had Kathy tie Kevin up. It's not important. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin tied Kathy up, and then Raider tied Kevin's feet to a bedpost. He then took Kathy into another room because he found that it would be that it was smarter to strangle people in separate rooms so one couldn't see the other one being strangled and try to fight back. Uh, He went back to Kevin and tried strangling him, but Kevin had escaped his bonds and he started fighting back. Raider 
in his kit had brought two guns with him, and when Kevin had jumped jumped up and tried escaping, Raider shot him in the face and like beat him in the head, and he was knocked out, or so Raider thought. Mm-hmm. He then went back to Kathy. This is why this got so fucked up, because he had to keep going back and forth between the two. Right. So he went back to Kathy, and he was trying to strangle her, because she had also somehow gotten free from her bindings. And fought back against Raider, but ultimately he was able to subdue her again, and she was knocked out. But while he was strangling her, he heard movement from the other room, and it was Kevin, and so he shot him a second time in the face. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Then he went back to Kathy, who had regained consciousness, and started fighting with Raider again, but at this point, Raider admitted he had completely lost control of the situation. He so, shot her. No, he instead of strangling her, he stabbed Kathy in the lower back and Ugh. abdomen. She was his only victim to ever be stabbed. He wanted, because uh, he always, he preferred the strangling method, but he brought backup plans also. Imagine he used the knives to cut the ropes yeah. and stuff of the bindings he had. So, Kathy... He stabbed her, and she was out. Uh, He went back to check on Kevin, but by then he heard the front door open, and he saw out the window that Kevin was running away. Kevin! Kevin. Holy fuck! Kevin gets shot in the face twice? Kevin got shot in the face twice. He's a bad shot. Eh. You... Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you can get shot in the face and, like, not die. There's really only, I don't what know. What kind of a gun was it again? Um, I believe, I don't quote me on this, but I want to say a twenty two. Okay. I don't know guns very well, um, but it was a little one, <laughs> I think. I don't know. So, um, so obviously, uh, Raider's thinking like, holy fuck, I'm fucked. Like, I'm going to get caught for sure. So he quickly cleaned up everything, and he ran to his car, and he got the fuck out of there. Was Kathy dead when he left? Um, no. Um, Good. Holy shit. Yeah. But, Does um, she live? Mm, no. This was, this is called the murder of Kathy Bright. But Kevin lives? Kevin lives. Holy fucking if shit. If you've seen the second season of Mindhunter... There is a scene where they're sitting in a car and Kevin gets in the back seat and they talk to him. I don't know whether oh, or not that yeah. actually. No, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. In the show did not look like a man had been shot in the face twice. I don't think they showed his face because I don't think they he wanted them to see him. I don't know. Um and yeah, I'm I remember sure that shit. Holy shit. Yeah, Kevin obviously felt fucking bad, but I mean, it's a fight or flight and it, he didn't realize what state his sister was in and so he was running. I mean, he ran to um like a neighbor's house to yeah. get help. Um and then that per- the neighbor called the police and they went back to Kathy's house where they found her lying Kevin the- did? The police. Oh. Um they found Kevin had to go to the hospital. Uh, they but they found her lying in the living room. So she had been up in the, her bedroom and climbed all the way downstairs to try to get but to the telephone. Um, 
No, but she was still, I mean, she was... Still kind of alive when they yeah, got there? Yeah, she was oh, very shit. clammy and gray. Her breathing was shallow, but she did tell police that she had no idea who had done this to her, and eventually she died at the hospital from her stab wounds. Ooh. At the hospitals, hospital, rather, officers questioned Kevin, um, and when he tried talking to them, like... He would try to talk, but he would just cough up blood because one of the bullets hit his upper jaw and knocked out some teeth. And he also had gunpowder burns on his face because of, like, how close up it was. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Yeah. The other bullet... Did the other bullet miss him? uh, It grazed his forehead. Holy shit. Thank God. He has a strong skull. Holy fuck. And Ryder a bad shot. Yeah. The police, obviously... Well, I mean, not obviously, but... Uh, they did not conte- uh, connect this attack with the Otero murder because they still believed that the Otero murders had something to do with drugs and also... Well, and because there wasn't strangling in this yeah, one. Yeah, there was, was... gun and stabbing. Well, I mean, there was obviously a sign that... She had been strangled also. That, yeah, he strangled both of them multiple different times at different times. But at the same time, the M.O. was completely different. Yeah. He, um... Uh... But, again, Raider was, like, 100% sure he was going to get caught. But at this, like, as time passed and went by, he realized he'd gotten away with it. And he actually clipped Kathy's picture out of the newspaper. Yeah, that's fucking nasty. And thought that he was too smart to ever be caught, which gave him the idea to start flaunting his atrocities and mess around with the cops and the newspapers. So this is when he started sending this stuff. Okay. Yes. Um, So I'm guessing that, just because I have not finished... Um, the second season of um, Mindhunter, because I've been busy, but I'm guessing that starts happening in the second season. Yes. That, Ooh, sec- okay, that gives me every... I think I think I stopped at the Charles Manson episode. For sure. Um, I actually watched... Um, I, I think I started writing about it in my next episode's notes, but I started watching, or I watched this thing, rather. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Spoiler or like, just wait for it, y'all. I'll talk about it next week. So, anywho, uh-huh. all, <laughs> it was something I watched, um, but I'll talk about it next week because it's in my notes. So, anywho, all. Um, so, Raider did not kill again until 1977. His cooling off period was due to his children being born. Because he was... How many years? So, uh, 1977. So, four years. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Three. Okay. Um, because his main goal, obviously, was staying um, under detection, playing, you know, being like John Wayne Gacy, playing the, um, like, perfect husband, perfect dad... Next episode, actually, I'll talk about his daughter who has come forward. She's actually written a book, but she has said that her childhood was so completely normal that it made it even harder to, you know, come to grips with, like, the fucking monster her dad was. So his next victim, uh, which, again, wasn't until 1977, um, was Shirley Vian. Uh, Raider was stalking multiple women in the same neighborhood, but none of his targets he had picked out fit the criteria he needed to make his move. One potential victim he called Project Blackout, and another was Project Green. It's probably because green? her house was green, I swear to God. He picks oh them. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like the other one probably had like blackout curtains or something. He's something. Fucking a dumb. black Volvo or something. <sighs> like, ugh. So, uh, Shirley was 24 years old. She was the mother of three. And she was chosen completely at random because none of his other projects worked out. But his X Factor was still full in swing. Yeah. So he still had that like desire. He needed to f- kill somebody. So it was March 17th, uh, St. Patrick's Day, 1977. Shirley and her three kids, Bud, eight years old, Steve Vinn, who was six years old, and Stephanie, who was four, were all home with the flu. Ugh. Shirley sent Stephen to a local grocery store. He, like, picked moms a lot. Yeah. Because he wanted the... Well, like, if they had daughters. He also liked single women. Or women who just, like, lived alone. Yeah. Basically. But at the same time, if they had kids, he was cocky. and would Well, more into it. And he knew he could, like, subdue... A kid, yeah. Yeah. He was fucking disgusting. So, uh, Shirley sent... This, her son Stephen to the grocery store, like I said, nearby, uh, to get some soup. But on Stephen's walk home, he ran into Raider, who was carrying a briefcase. Dinner, Dennis, who like had been patrolling the neighborhood at the time, to look for other women. But he felt for some reason like fucking with this little kid, because he like showed Stephen a picture uh, at like asking him like, do these people look familiar? He showed him a picture of his wife and his infant son. Yeah. And then he also, like, asked Stephen about, like, a stray dog. And Stephen was like, no. And he just walked home. And Dennis Dennis just watched to see which house he went into. Uh Like I said, he had several potential projects. But when he knocked on the door, no one was home. So he decided to follow the boy home. When Stephen walked into the house, he saw that his brother and his little sister were were playing, but he crawled in bed with his mom. But moments later, he heard a knock at the door, and he ran as fast as he could to the door. His brother Bud, like, also started running, like little kids do, you know, like, see, like, who can get the door the fastest. But Stephen was like, oh, fuck, I hope it's not that one guy. But, oh, fuck, it was that one guy. Uh, And so he opened it just a little crack. And could see that it was the man with the briefcase. By that time, Shirley came to the door. And he also asked her about the dog. And she was like, no. But he pushed the door and let himself in. And uh, pulled out his gun, obviously. So Shirley started, obviously, begging for him not to hurt her or her children. Um, But for some reason, Dennis felt the need to share his darkest secrets with this woman. I don't know if it's because... He knew she was going to die. Or because she was... He was probably in such a frantic state because she was not his type in terms of the type of women he would go for, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, So maybe he felt more comfortable talking to her. I have no idea. But he told her that he had a sex fantasy problem. He said he was going to tie her up, rape her, take some pictures. And he said it was not going to be pleasant, but everything would be okay in the end. And he wasn't going to hurt her kids. Or kill her. Or kill her or them. Shirley wasn't the type of woman, like I said, uh, generally 
Raider generally went for, and he even said that he was grossed out by how sick she and the kids were, which is like, fuck you. They had the flu. They had the flu, and also, go fuck yourself. Oh, could you imagine, like, getting murdered while you also have, like, a cold? Like, oh, that would make it so much worse. That would be so horrible. So, while this was happening, the phone rang, and one of the little boys was like, should I answer it? And Raider's like, no, don't. And uh, Shirley told him it was probably someone calling to check in on her and her children. And if no one answered the phone, they're probably going to come around to check around. Um, So Raider was like, fuck, I have to do this really fast. So this story is interesting, like I said, because he narrates to Shirley everything he's about to do. And he tells he's her... He's wearing the mask during all of this or not? Nah? Maybe. Probably not, because be. he wouldn't have been when he was talking to the kid outside. No. I, but I don't... They, he doesn't mention when he wears the mask, but he would... I think it probably... Oh, yes. This is when uh, we find out it's called his hit kit. Ugh. So I think the mask was probably also in there. Yeah. Um, he tells uh, Shirley all of that stuff he's going to do, and then he says he's going to just tie up her children... And so he took out some rope and he started tying up the oldest son, Bud, but he immediately started screaming and freaking out. And Raider was so angry and like told Shirley to tell her son to shut up. And he just like put the children all in a bathroom. He put down blankets and he put some toys in there thinking that it would distract them. What? And uh, he locked the door by tying like a bunch of doorknobs and stuff because it didn't have a lock on it. But regardless, the children screamed and pounded on the door, like, begging and screaming for Raider to leave the mom alone. So, while tying up Shirley, he imagined tying up the youngest daughter. Um, But he was still freaked out about the phone call, so he decided if he had the time, he would do something about her. And she was four years old? Four years old. He stripped Shirley of all of her clothes and wrapped electrical tape around her arms and calves. He had a method of taping people up first, keeping them from moving, and then once they were subdued, he would tie them up with rope using all of his elaborate knots. He tied Shirley's wrists and ankles with more cord uh, from the bathroom. The children were crying and screaming, uh, you know, begging for like their mother's life. And he made Shirley lie face down on the bed, and he tied her feet to the metal rail of the bed. So he made her face, like, like put her, like, opposite, like yeah. her feet at the headboard. Um, and he got on top of her and started strangling her, um, and she threw up and mm. because she was sick and because he was strangling her. And oh, could you imagine getting strangled while you already have the fucking flu? Yeah. Remember how bad the flu was when we got it on the same day? Oh yeah, my God. the norovirus fucked up. So <sighs> another weird ass thing he does, he went and got her a glass of water to comfort her. What? But then right afterward, he took a plastic bag and pulled it over her head, tying cord around her neck several times and then pulled. He had made the knots... So that the more she struggled, the tighter the cord would be around her neck. After killing Shirley, Raider felt disappointed. He wished he had time to suffocate the little boy and to hang the little girl like he did with Josie. 
but the phone call from earlier worried him, so he left the house, but not before stealing two pairs of Shirley's panties. Ugh. The kids were able to tell the police what had happened, and with the evidence found at the scene, uh, they saw the similarities between this murder and the one kid saw his face they all probably did they all probably the one for sure they had to um and the otero murders um like they obviously they saw a connection yeah um and this finally ended the theory that the oteros died at the hands of an angry drug dealer Mm -hmm. the next victim is 25 year old nancy joe fox she was a Wichita native. She was a very friendly girl. She worked at a jewelry store at a local mall, and she was also a full-time secretary at a law firm. And she was Damn. a badass. Nancy was like very much into fashion. She drove a powder blue car, and she was a little bit of a neat freak. And she lived alone. Raider had been cruising in Nancy's neighborhood, and one day he noticed her go into a pink duplex apartment. He appreciated her style and detail for fashion. Just so fucking gross, just thinking about someone, like, watching Mm -hmm. you like that. He began following her to her job and then back home. And one time he even went into the jewelry store Nancy worked at and bought some inexpensive jewelry just so that he could see her face to face. And talk to her, probably. Yep. After stalking Nancy for a while, yeah, shivers. He discovered that she lived alone. She didn't seem to have a boyfriend. She didn't have a dog. He also found out um, uh, that the unit that was next to Nancy's, because she lived in a duplex, was empty, meaning there was less likelihood of someone hearing her mm-hmm. screams. Right. So on December 8th, 1977, he knocked on her door, but nobody came. He went out back, and he cut the phone cord outside, and he broke a window, and he waited for Nancy to return home. All the while worrying that someone had seen him break into the house because he just grabbed a brick and threw it through the window. Um, He walked around Nancy's apartment and he couldn't help but admire the attention to cleanliness. And he thought back to Shirley's home and how it was sloppy. She had three fucking kids and they were all sick. Fuck him. Nancy Jo lives alone. Like, she has the time to do that and Shirley don't. Yeah. when you're single and alone, you've got a lot of time to go. Yeah, well, you'd think so. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, I can't say the same for myself. That's true. So he got himself a drink of water, and then he picked up the phone to double-check the phone line, and this was around the time when the front door opened. Nancy was very headstrong, because as soon as she saw Raider, she was like, get out of my house. Oh my gosh. And she walked over to the phone to call the police, but Raider told her it was no use because he cut the line and he took out his gun. Uh, If I saw someone in my house, I wouldn't say get out of my house. I would have ran. Nancy literally sits down and starts smoking a cigarette and demands to know why he's in her house and wasn't nervous, which Raider liked. Um, Nancy asked what he was going to do, and Raider said, I'm the bad guy. I want sex. I want Ew. to tie you up and take pictures. And Nancy was like, get out. Uh, she's like, no. While he had a gun? Yeah, and she's still just, like, puffing on a cigarette, like, you little motherfucker. What the fuck? Nancy. Yeah. Ballsy, uh, but I, 
I don't know. Yeah, uh, they argued, and she told him he was disgusting, and he was like, "Damn, sometimes yeah, that does much. work." Like there are cases where, like, um, I've heard like a case where a girl was like, "This guy was attacking her," and she just kept being like, "You're disgusting," and he left. Yeah, and I think her little sister was in the room at the same time. I think or maybe something that like that, right? No, but that does sound familiar. Yeah, and she was just like, "You're gross," and he's like, "Oh my god, you're right," and then <laughs> left and like went to reassess his life. Um. So he told Nancy that he had a sexual problem, and as long as she did what he said, she would be all right. Nancy said, okay, let's get this over with so I can what? call the cops. Yeah, Nancy Joe is having, uh, everyone responds to these situations differently, but she's having a, like a very intense one. Um, so... Um, let me see. So they went to her bedroom where Raider took out some handcuffs and Nancy Nancy was like, seriously, dude, what the fuck? And she just kept talking mad shit to Raider, but he pulled her hands behind her back and fastened the cuffs around her wrists and made her lie down on the bed. Nancy was half naked and Dennis was too. Um, and he got on top of her on the back trying to make it seem like he was going to rape her. And he asked her, and I quote, has your boyfriend ever had sex in you? Has sex? I'm sorry. It's just so stupid the way he words this. Has your boyfriend ever had sex with you in the butt? How do you know that's how he asked? Because that's what he said. That's what he said he said. Um, it was meant to throw her off. Um, I think he was like making it seem like he so was going to she, sodomize yeah. her. But she didn't respond because then he gagged her. He took off his belt and slipped it around her throat and he yanked tight, pushing down on her to tighten the belt even more around her neck. Nancy was putting up a fight and she was able to grab his testicles and dug her fingers into them as hard as she could. But unfortunately, Dennis liked it. Yeah. Damn. It took some time. Yep. But There's Na- guys like that Nancy out there. Nancy to pass out eventually, but Dennis was very pleased with this project. To him, it had gone perfectly. There was no boyfriend, no dog, no screaming children, nothing to trip him up. And he probably kind of liked that she demeanor like demeanor was yeah because she was sassy because it probably made him feel like yeah it I don't was know. I don't know he seemed to like when people were like scared and stuff, but maybe this was something so different. He was like okay. Um, Raider eventually strangled Nancy until she passed out, and then he waited for her to regain consciousness and then strangled her again. And then he picked up her nightgown and masturbated into it, cleaned up everything, and then left. So he never, ever, like, did anything to the body sexually? Like, he never, like, put anything in them or, like, put himself in them? No, he never physically um, assaulted them. He just would, like, come next to them or on their like clothes and shit or like on the ground um so the next victim is marine hedge and she was a 53 year old grandmother who had a zest for fashion she loved to cook and she grew up in arkansas and was a sweet southern woman it was 1985 so another big uh big time jump uh almost 10 years yeah seriously um and her husband had just died the previous year meaning she lived alone yeah in fact she only lived a few houses down from raider and their relationship consisted of at least waving hello to each other so they knew each other fuck see that's what i'm saying it's crazy that he would like 
get to sometimes know them. fuck with people he knew. Yeah, it's just yeah. so much ballsier. Uh, I mean, he's starting loser. to get like more cocky yeah. and like more lazy at run this time. Um, so he also stalked her extensively, timing when she would come and go, looking for any men coming into the house, and he visited the coffee shop where she worked. He weighed the cons of murdering someone who lived so close, but again, it had been 10 years since the first murders and he was becoming lazy. He also thought he knew way more than the FBI and the police because he would research other serial killers to learn what to do and what not to do. And he also knew that he didn't fit the FBI's profile at the time of a serial killer. Yeah. He wasn't a loner and he was a family man and they had decided, realized at that point that you could be both. Um, so... Anyway, yeah, he thought he could do whatever he wanted. He had grown tired of stalking and trolling and planning escape routes, so now he was just choosing a neighbor mostly out of convenience. He called this project Cookie. So dumb. Yeah. And he used... Like, so dumb. Yeah. I want a project Cookie, but that's because I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, he used the excuse of a Cub Scout outing with his son to cover his tracks. This hat literally happens, like, in an episode of Dexter. Yeah. I don't remember what season or what the context is other than he goes You can hear my downstairs neighbors, like, screaming right now. I know. I wonder if it's happy or sad. That was, like, when we heard the girl, like, throwing up or having an exorcism <laughs> performed on herself from my old apartment. So, Raider and his son were at a camp... Uh, that was about 20 miles from their home. And once it became dark and the scouts went to bed, Raider told the other scouts' dads that he wasn't feeling really well and he went to bed early, but actually he slipped away. Raider got his kit ready and parked his car and caught a cab, claiming to be too drunk to drive home, and had the cabbie drop him off in the vicinity of his own neighborhood. This was, like, to throw them off. So, you know, people asked, it was, like, this drunk guy yeah. just, I don't know, kind of throwing people off their, uh, you he, know. He does certain things that are really intelligent, but he's also just, like, such a arrogant piece of shit. And also really dumb at coming up with names for things and a uh, yeah. horrible poet. Um, he walked to Maureen's house and was upset to see that her car was in the driveway, meaning she was already home because he wanted to jump out and scare her. <laughs> He liked waiting. He's so stupid. I hate him. Um, yeah, he liked the element of surprise. He liked waiting and, you know, seeing them come yeah, I get in. It. Yet he would also knock on their... I don't know. He's he a had different things. Who knows? So he cut the telephone, uh, telephone line, rather, and he slowly opened the back door and looked around inside, but Maureen actually wasn't home. He waited, and he eventually heard the door rattling, and he hid, and the door opened, and Maureen had brought a home with him, which obviously pissed off Raider. A home he was with like, him? Huh? Yeah, she brought a guy home. Oh, that's not what you said. Oops. What did you I say? She... <laughs> what did I say? Oh, my God. You said she brought a home with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. She we bought get, a home I get it Raider. now, but she, she brought a boy home. She brought a guy home with him. Her, yeah. What time was this? Uh, nighttime. I don't know the exact... Well, yeah, I mean, it had to be late, because he told the other camp dads, or scout dads, that he was going to bed early. So, um, but instead of acting out, Raider waited a little over an hour before the man left Maureen's house. 
So oh. Marine, yeah. So the whole time while him and that, so like while the dude and Marine are hanging out, there's just creepy ass Dennis Ryder just sitting what there they waiting. Did. I don't know, talked, maybe smoked a cigarette, were cool. Ate a sandwich. Didn't realize that there was a creepy, weird dude in their house. Uh, Marine went upstairs to get into bed. While Radar was hiding in the bathroom, he turned on the light. Uh, so, like, she had, like, an in-suite. Oh, my God, that would scare me so yeah, much. Yeah, um, it made her scream, and Raider manually strangled her with his hands, and he successfully killed her. And it's very hard to manually strangle someone yeah. to the point of them killing. But... Uh, Raider once said that he would use stress balls to squeeze to strengthen the muscles in his hands. Yeah, Morgan rolling her eyes is exactly <laughs> how I feel, too. He's such a loser. Ugh. Once she was dead, he undressed her. Like, you can tell a lot of the shit that he says he thinks probably sounds super cool. Oh, But to anyone listening, percent. they're just like, okay, you fucking loser. You were working your hands out so you could strangle people? Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah I hate him. Um, uh, unlike his other victims, he rolled her body up in a blanket and put the body in the trunk of Marine's car. Raider took um, the body to his church and positioned Marine's dead body in various lewd poses and took pictures of her. Are those the photos the that he's church. also in? No, those are ones he took of himself, like, out in the middle of nowhere that are terrifying of him. That are terrifying. Like, he's hanging from a tree. There's one where he's, like, in a grave. There's, it's fucked up. Like, ugh. That's why he would wear the masks and the pictures he took so that, because he would wear a wig, too, because he would look at them and imagine that they were girls. Yeah, he was. He would a, look at pictures of himself. Yeah, he would jerk off to pictures of himself. Why not? Why not? So, um, after he t- took pictures of her at the church, which is really fucked up, um, he took the body to a wooded area and hid the body in a ditch, and hid her car as well. Nine days later, her body was found by we the Park City Police. Yeah, there's like dog a dog bark. barking. That dog dog is fucking rude no it's the people's fault they just like let it like bark dennis Ryder would be very scared right now i'm scared uh, well let's take a dog break taking a dog break uh after he had uh had her body at the church yeah back from the dog break um he uh put her body in a wooded area and hid the body in a ditch. And he also hid his car. Nine days later, her body was found by the Park City police chief and an animal control officer, and her body was badly decomposed and animals had gotten to her. Uh, and I will go more into... Uh, the animal thing? Well, the police oh, right. uh, part of it. Um, so the next victim was Vicky uh, Wingirl. Uh, she was 28. She was married, and she had two children. One, Stephanie, who was nine, and Brandon, who was two. And Vicky loved children. She loved spending the day with her own children, and she also babysat um, the infant and two-year-old of a friend who described Vicky as a complete natural when it came to children. Aww. She was also an amazing pianist, yeah, the city of Chicago's loud. <laughs> fucking car alarm um, going off. Uh, she played at her church, and it was her practicing at home one night 
that caught Raider's attention when he was prowling her neighborhood. Gross. Yeah. Even though she had a husband, Raider noted that he spent very long hours away from home, leaving Vicky alone the majority of the day, and he was insatiably attracted to her blonde hair and the way that she played the piano, and like I said, he would listen outside her window. Uh, At this time, Raider was working for ADT, but he wanted to make him seem more important, so he made himself business cards, and he cut out the cover of a Southwestern Bell repair manual, which is a phone uh, service, and he pasted it onto the hat to make it seem like he was an actual phone repairman. He also carried around the briefcase, but that was just his hit kit, Mm -hmm. which consisted of rope, cord, a knife, a gun, and leather boot laces that he had tied into what uh, he called a strangling rig, making it easier to to strangle someone because by this time Raider had learned that it's not that easy to strangle someone to death. Mm-hmm. They usually just get knocked unconscious. So Raider learned the right amount of pressure it took to strangle a person until they died. On September 6th, 1986, Raider picked his car, uh, rather he parked it, um, across the street from uh, Vicky's house in the neighborhood. He changed into what he called his hit clothes, which is just black clothes that he would later dispose of doy Mm -hmm. um and then he would put back on his other clothes and so people would know uh you know notice um so when he first got into the neighborhood he knocked on the door of an elderly couple explaining he needed to check their phones he wanted uh that if vicky vicky happened to see him it would be more obvious that he was a legitimate phone repairman he had even built himself, like, a little device that made it look like he was checking people's phone lines, but really it was just a fake piece of crap that did nothing. Oh, what my God. Yeah. Uh, Raider got to Vicky's house around 10 a.m. He knocked on her door telling her he needed to check the phone lines, but Vicky was hesitant and asked why he needed to come inside to check the phone lines when they were outside, but Raider managed to explain his way in, even though he could tell that Vicky could tell something was wrong. He pretended to check the phone line, put his fake stupid little device back into his bag, and then he took out his gun, telling Vicky he was going to take her to the bedroom. She started crying and asking what uh, she was supposed to do with her infant or two-year-old son who was in the living room. But Dennis was like, I don't care. And she also said that her husband was going to be home soon, uh, to which Dennis replied, he better not come home too soon. He felt confident that Vicky was lying, though, but knowing she had a husband, he still got worried and realized he would need to be fast, which he hated. Yeah. He made her go into the bedroom and forced her to lay down on the bed, face down, and tried wrapping the bootlaces around her neck, but Vicky was viciously trying to fight Raider off, and she dug her nails actually into his skin. I would dig my nails into his eyes. Yeah. Uh, Raider... Don't think he'd like that too much. Nope. Those stupid eyes with those fucking glasses. I don't know how you could get to Yeah, I'd break his glasses in half. Yeah. Um, I'd break a pair of glasses in five seconds. (laughs) I would break a pair of glasses of anyone. Um, So Raider looked around and he found a pair of her pantyhose... And he used those to wrap them around her neck. Um, The windows of the house were open and the family dog was barking very loudly in the backyard. And so Raider started getting freaked out that it was going to start drawing attention. Mm -hmm. But he was really, really upset that he couldn't spend more time with Vicky because he wanted to watch her die and then masturbate onto her. 
But instead, he just... Uh, instead, he took out his Polaroid camera and took a couple pictures of Vicky in various poses with her breasts exposed. Mm-hmm. He grabbed his stuff and left uh, home, left the home in Vicky's car. But later during his confession, Raider said that when he left the house, he didn't know whether Vicky was dead or not, but assumed she was probably dead. Vicky's husband, Bill, came home for lunch, and while like driving uh, home... He passed a car that looked exactly like Vicky's. It was a Monte Carlo, and it was the same kind of Monte Carlo, but he noticed that a man was driving it. And But when he got home, he saw that Vicky's car wasn't in the driveway, but he didn't put the two together. So he looked around the house, couldn't find her, and he didn't understand why she would go and leave their two-year-old son at home. That was very out of character for her. Right. Bill waited for 45... 45- so nothing happened to the little kid. No. Um, Bill made himself lunch and, you know, was with his little boy. Um, and he waited for 45 minutes for Vicky to come home, but he needed to go back to work. So we went through the house to look again and was able to find Vicky. And she was wedged in between the bed and a television cabinet. And so there would have been no way for someone to see her if they had just looked through the doorway. Hmm. So, like, if you just giving, like, a cursory glance, like, you wouldn't. Had seen her. Was she alive? No. Um, Uh, Once he found his wife... So he did kill her. He eventually strangled her. He did kill her, yes. Um, Once he found his wife's body, he called the police. Dennis drove Vicky's car and left it in front of a meat market and threw away his murder clothes in a dumpster and started walking back to his car when he heard police sirens. When the police arrived at the house, they found Vicky lying in the bedroom with a pocket knife next to her head... But Bill explained he had used it to cut the bootlaces and pantyhose that were tied around Vicky's neck. Um, they attempted CPR, but she was already dead. The autopsy showed that she had been strangled so hard that there was internal bleeding in, in her, her neck? throat. Holy shit. Yeah. She had been severely beaten and uh, had scratches on her ear, cheek, and her jawline. Um, again, police didn't immediately connect this murder to BTK, but we'll talk about that in part three. The last victim of Dennis Rader was Dolores D. Davis. She was 62. She was a loving mother and grandmother, and Mm. she had grown up as a farm girl in Nebraska. She worked as a secretary at an oil and gas company and also sold Mary Kay cosmetics. And she liked the company because they did not test on animals. Yeah. And she was a very big advocate for animals. Mary Kay stuff is nice. Maria has a a CC cream, or maybe it's a BB cream. I don't know, but I used it the other night, and it was cute. Yeah. Mary Kay is a very... That is um that's a multi level marketing that I'm cool with. That they're better about it. That because their products are actually good. It's not like where they sell crap stuff for like so much money. It's like it's actually like pretty decent cosmetics. Yeah, that's how Avon is too. Yeah, Avon Maria (laughs) Maria's mom is an Avon Avon and a Mary Kay lady. So like that's how I know that stuff. I had a friend who Avon has a really good mascara. Mary Kay has a really good BB cream. That's all I know. Hell yeah. Shout out to Avon and to Mary Kay. Kay. Their number one seller I know gets a pink car. The Mary Kay cars are so cute. A lot of women in Ottawa, Illinois have them. Oh, fuck yeah. So, anywho's on. Dee lived alone um, on an isolated farm in the country in Kansas and Raider, again, lived close enough that he would ride his bike past his house 
Brader was becoming even more lazy and killing another neighbor was risky, he thought, but he didn't care because at this point he was so cocky that he hadn't right. been caught yet by the police. He just didn't worry about it. Because so at this point, so what year is this? 2000? This is 1990. Okay, so he... I uh, believe... So last kill in 1990, and he got caught in 2004? 2005. Jesus. Yeah. And really quick, go back. When was the very first murder? Uh, It was January 15th, 1974. Oh, my God. So 2005, 74? Yeah, Maury. It's about 30 years. I've talked about that. That's how old you are. Uh, I'm 32. Oh, right. I forgot. Holly just celebrated her birthday. My birthday was literally three days ago, and you don't remember how old I am. I forget, because I'm 26, and you're five years older than me. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> so, bum 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 Oh, Da-da-da. so Raider um, made the decision to attack D, and he called it Project Dogside because she lived near a dog kennel. Because there were dogs by the side of her house. Yeah. Like I said, he was getting lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with these names specifically. Yeah. Um, as he'd done with Marine Hedge, he also used a scouting outing as a way to complete this project. The camp spot was only about half an hour away from Dee's house by car. Dennis arrived to the campsite early to set up, and then he left, and he... Uh, with the intention of saying that he had left to go get more supplies, he left... Um, and to go to Park City, and he left his car in a church parking lot, and he walked through the fields to get to Dee's house. He saw her through the window and can see that she was all alone and was getting ready for bed. Once the lights went out, he started looking for a way to get into the house and decided to throw just throw a cement brick through the sliding glass door. Hmm. Um, Dee came down and was like, "What the fuck? Did you just drive your car into my house?" But Raider had put pantyhose over his face and told her that he was wanted by the police and he needed her car and he needed money. She protested, but like in the past he lied and said he was just going to tie her up, take her shit, and then leave. She was like, fuck that, get out of my house. Fuck yeah, these ladies. And, uh, yeah, and he said to do what he said because that was when he pulled out his gun He took her to her bedroom, and he used her own pantyhose to tie up her feet and handcuffed her wrists. He went to the kitchen and started just sort of moving things around to make it seem like he was, like, searching for things to steal. When really, because, like, she was pretty worked up, and he didn't think that she believed him. And so he wanted to make it seem like it was more of a robbery than obviously it was. So he was just fucking with her. Right. He went back to the room and he replaced the cuffs on her wrist with pantyhose, which he tied tightly. And then he strangled her with another pair of pantyhose. He wrapped her body up in a blanket and put it in the back of her own car. And he drove to a bridge and threw her body over. He quickly drove back. That's the only time he's ever moved the body, right? That and the other woman, yes. Which one? Um, Del- uh, not Dolores. I'm sorry. Uh, Vicky. Oh right. Um, wait, no, I'm sorry, not Vicky. Um, uh, Vicky. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to say it was the other one he lived close to. Oh, um, it was Marine. Maybe because they were older. I don't know. Both hmm. both of those women were older i guess um 
Uh, so yeah, he took her car and he left and he threw her over a bridge and then he quickly went back to the house to clean up and he was worried about getting back to the scouts Mm because they'd be like, hey Raider, where the fuck you at? Um, he left her car in the driveway and he threw her keys up on the roof of the house. He then walked back to his car and drove back to the scouts. In between the days that Raider had killed Dee and her body was found, Raider returned to the place he had left her body. He put a plastic mask on her face because her own face had been, you know, decaying and stuff. And um, he, like, posed pictures of her and took pictures and posed her for pictures. Before she was found. Before. This was in between. What a crazy so, ass. So, yeah, those were the deaths. Murders. Those were the actual deaths. None of the... Poli- we'll go back... Uh, to the police of, matters of all of those. Yeah, we'll next go episode. back. I go through it through the killers. I kind of... I have some my spiel to say. She's got it ready, that. y'all. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're gonna do this podcast right. We're <laughs> hitting it right. to. Um, That's crazy. That shit is, he's really fucked up. And also a loser. Yeah, he's a fucked up loser. Mm-hmm. He's really gross. Yeah. So, this has been the Sisters Grim Podcast. It Follow sure Follow us on at the Sisters Grim Podcast. On Insta. Um, at Sisters Grim Pod on Twitter. Except that we both don't know the login. I check the Twitter sometimes. Ooh, the Twitter. Facebook, we love. Uh, it slaps. Um, uh, follow us. It's just facebook.com slash the Sisters Grim Podcast. Or just search the Sisters Grim Podcast on Facebook. Or just honestly Google the Sisters Grim Podcast. Hit up my Instagram at, at Morgan D. Freeberg. And just search Holly Freeberg in this. Go to the little button that is a magnifying glass and search Holly Freeberg. Or Holly Cheeseburger. Yeah. Because I'm a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Been fucking with y'all this whole time. It's been Morgan, a human being, and Holly, a cheeseburger. <laughs> well, Morgan's really phoning it in compared to the cheeseburger. What the? Why the fuck you? <laughs> no, that was a compliment to you. Wait, what did you even say? Send it. Send it? Okay. Sending, Send it. Sending off with Morgan and Holly. Goodbye. The cheeseburgers.